John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Welcome to the You Up podcast. How you doing this week, um, Squirt Nation? Uh, I'm doing pretty good myself. I'm in Los Angeles, California. I hope you uh, are enjoying the smooth R&B that's coming from the speakers of this uh, poolside hang that I got going in WeHo, uh, West Hollywood. That's what we call it here. Um, I'm on the top of a a building and um, contemplating things. Just kidding. I'm relaxing uh, at at the top of a building. (laughs) There are great guardrails up. I trust myself here. There's plexiglass lining the sides but it is like it's kind of scary to just see plexiglass and not like an actual rail like i don't know um i'm here with my really good friend one of my best friends i said best (laughs) but then i can't say best because it's man it was so close but it wasn't you didn't get it you didn't get it no you know you're one of my best friends you know me better than most people i'm here with queen of squirt nation uh carlisle forrester welcome to the show carlisle what up squirt squirt sorry if we're not still doing that no i said it at the top of the show i don't know if um no i said squirt nation but um i i don't i don't know that people call themselves squirters come on og okay i gotta talk to you about being on this podcast because maybe it's your first time but i kind of do it reporter style because we don't have two microphones listen i'm doing this rogue on the road so if there's sound issues i really do apologize but in terms of equipment wise i'm doing my best i really am i'm not doing my best in terms of background noise though i could be in a um, hotel room instead of enjoying basking in the sun but you know what this podcast is about me and it's about carlisle and it's a gorgeous day like we have to be out here right now yes. okay so my point was don't speak until or like kind of sick speak until spoken to okay. yes but you but you just said that and i didn't so then you start talking and then all of a sudden it's like gets loud in the people's ears so keep it about this volume so we sound the same and about this amount this volume no, that wasn't the volume that I was doing. Just okay. Just be yourself. Now I'm getting in your head. Um, Carlisle picked me up at the airport about an hour ago. I want to say we went to. We drove. She picked me up in her. What is your car? Describe it for people. It's a Toyota Scion XB, 2004, still kicking, and her name is Bebe. Describe what she looks like because for women who don't know what cars are, or even men, but mostly women, like I don't know the, what a Scion XB is. I just, it's a, it looks like a toaster. It looks like the Incredible Toaster, but not so much incredible as um, indestructible. Even though it should have been off the road maybe years, a decade ago, probably would have been a good time for it to be off the road. Um, but it's still trucking, and it's. Um, you, it only plays AM stations right now. Yeah. It, it got switched back. It, it can either do CDs only or AM. FM is not an option. And uh, it looks like a silver. Wait, not just CDs, specific CDs yeah. that are stuck it's, inside it. it has you, you don't act like there's an option for you to bring your own CD into this car, which, by the way, no one has anyway. You are either stuck listening to AM radio or one of six CDs. Name the CDs, you know. Sarah McLaughlin. Yes. Um, but it, what is the song on the, that we would always listen to? Like, it's always, it's not like good Sarah McLaughlin either. It's not like the hits. These are like, this is one of, like, off a, a sophomore album that maybe wasn't as popular or maybe a, a, an album before. Possession is the name of the album. There's some good songs on it, but what's like the most recognizable song on that album? I would be the one to hold you close, kiss you so hard. I'll take your breath. Well, she loses her breath in that. In the, she's she's she, she's projecting. She'll, she's taking her own breath away when she sings that. God, that's such. She's so good, and she's in this range for me that I can kind of sometimes sound like her. Idiot, do believe I failed you? Like, don't I have it? I'm like in. I'm in it. I'm in the zone. I'm in the uh, Lilith Fair zone. But anyway, I love. I love Sarah McLaughlin. So we've we jammed out to that because Carlisle was my assistant slash best friend. Uh, she held that title during my reign on Dancing with the Stars when I was out here. And so we would cruise around. And then also, I'm gonna guess the name of this other band. It's a guy. It, she used to listen to it when she was doing an orgy in the Laurel Canyon on, back in 2000. I'm gonna say like six. Yep. 
is this when this orgy happened? And it's called Husky Rescue. Yes. Yes. That's it. Husky Rescue Country Falls, baby. Uh, what's, is that the name of the album, Country Falls? Yeah. It's called Husky Rescue is the name of the band. They're also an amazing organization that takes huskies <laughs> out of um, dog sled races and gives them better lives in California where they're constantly overheating. Rehabilitates them, really. You know, gives these guys a second chance. Um, so Husky Rescue is like these just like earthy, like kind of Enya-y, but like kind of jam band Enya. Orgy jams, you know. Yeah, you add an orgy to it. Yeah, a jam band Enya is a really good description of them. Okay, three left, and you know it. You know one them. of them is a rapper who you hooked up with who has the dumbest song, I've one of the dumbest songs I've ever heard, where he just like thinks he's like really smart at the beginning of it and just like tells us what it is. What does he say? He's like... I don't want to get even on the topic of subject of religion. Oh, that's a really good way to sound like you're smart, but not be smart. When someone does that where they're like, I ain't even going to talk about this thing. And it sounds like, wow, he has so much to say about it. And if he did talk, wow, he would sound so smart. But he's he's actually so advanced in his knowledge of this subject that I he's not even going to include me in this discussion because he knows too much. And, and I'm not ready for it. Yeah. So that's such a, a a tricky way for a smart a dumb person to sound smart. Yeah, that's why I don't even want to talk on this podcast. <laughs> you don't even want to talk. I don't even want to get into it because if I start crushing, you guys. This is the UF podcast with my friend Carlisle Forrester. We're on the rooftop of a hotel in West Hollywood, California. This is where I'm staying. I just got into town today from two shows this weekend: Houston and Dallas. You fucking killed it for me. You came out. I sold out. Pretty near close to sold out. I think I sold out both. They don't even tell you. It's very strange. But, like, big crowds, amazing crowds. I did an hour and a half of material, all new. It's just insane. And you were there for me, and you got me. And I, and you got me gifts. Some guy gave me a stuffed animal rectum because I love anal. And it actually is a nice little travel pillow companion. Um, Carlisle Forrester is here. She's queen of Squirt Nation. Carlisle, welcome either back to the show or welcome to the show. We're not sure because we taped five minutes of a really killer podcast. I got to admit, I'll be embarrassed if, if it does, if it does recover the, the footage. And I just said it was awesome. And people are like, no, we could have, we could have done without it. We could have started here. Here's Carlisle. Welcome to the show. Squirt, squirt. What up? How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Well, we just smoked some weed on this roof deck. I got to be honest with you guys. And which is not bad to do because people are drinking right over here and and drinking and weed are both legal uh, recreational activities in Los Angeles, California. Gorgeous, gorgeous day. And so any, but I'm only saying we're smoking weed because kids just came out and we just missed like blowing weed smoke in a bunch of kids faces. But guess what? I was getting cigarette smoke in my face throughout my uh, until my adolescence what's the difference in those people over there that have a bottle of wine i mean this is legal as well we're in fucking la well we're smoking it out of a crushed uh, you know red bull can <laughs> no we're not but we i am smoking it out of a pipe that like makes me feel like i'm a, a drug addict i wish there was some cooler way to smoke weed which there is there's joints but i'm too lazy are you ever too lazy to roll joints i feel like people who smoke joints are like so cool no, and like not joints. it's too much work and it's harsher on the throat we're voice professionals this is too by the way what this is too hard like harsh for us we need a barrier we need bongs because the water it's softer in your voice. yeah well coming from someone who also <laughs> has as in whenever they're out yeah. <laughs> i mean the things you cough up from your weed smoking are truly insane they should do a buy. Oh, oh, look at this. Hold on. This is exactly what we're talking about. Uh, this weekend I was in Houston. We drove from Houston to Dallas on Saturday for, for the shows yesterday. It was so much fun. On tour with my best friends, Andrew Collin, Anya Marina, Anya's boyfriend, and uh, amazing musician Matt Pond. People are freaking out that Matt Pond is my fucking tour manager because people grew up listening to Matt Pond. Like, he's been around forever. He's so... Anya, Anya obviously knows him because she's a musician. That's how they met. But, like... He's in the middle of like he just met a yeah she yeah she played him on college radio her song shut up is about him and now they're together he's a guy that like she has been like back and forth with for years and never really on with and now they're so on and it's so cute and I love him so much and I used to not like him at all because he hurt my friend and now he's the best man ever it gives me hope in all men Matt Pond is like my favorite person it was his birthday this weekend and he's just like the best to have around on the tour we just love him so much but anyway I made him stop at a gas station 
yesterday, which was actually terrifying. We were like in a small Texas, in the middle of Texas, driving from Dallas to Houston or Houston to Dallas. And we stopped. I asked him to stop at a gas station. He goes, no, that one's too creepy. And it was like not creepy at all. And I was like, you know what? I like your instinct. And I bet because we didn't stop there, we're not going to get murdered now. Like something good will happen to us. And like, even though that looked fine and I really have to pee and I'm kind of annoyed, I'm sure we're going to benefit from this choice. So then he drove 10 more miles and we stopped at this other gas station and it is truly terrifying. Like it is creepy. It doesn't even seem real. The guy's working there. Like everything, there's a bunch of Trump stuff everywhere. It's, there's no one else there. It's deserted. There used to be like, there's, there's gas um, tanks, but they're all like, it's just creepy. It's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of place, but I have to pee so bad. I don't care. So we go in, I buy him a hat. I buy Matt a hat that says moose on it. Just as the word moose on it. I was going to buy it for his birthday. And uh, we walk out, and we're all uh, we get to the car, and Andrew, me, and Anya all end up in the car, and we get approached by this guy in a pink, like button-up shirt. He looks like a cowboy. He has a cowboy hat on, a pink button-up shirt, but he's like skinny and looks Mormon. He looks clean and Mormon. Uh, pink button-up shirt, bright pink, nice jeans, boots, dorky cowboy Mormon pink shirt. Comes up and is like, but in his like forties, and he comes up and he's like. Guys, I just got to tell you, I'm so sorry. I, can I get some help? I, my car broke down and, and my family, I can't get in touch with him. My phone's dead. And he just is like, gives us, and we're just, I just go, nope, nope, sir. We can't help you. Bye. He's just creeping me out. It's like, why are your clothes so clean? Why is your phone dead? Go find, buy it. Get a charger. It was just all so, it was so weird. So then at this point, Matt comes back in and he's the driver and has the keys to the car. And we're like, Matt, what? And Matt interrupts us and he goes, dude, leave him alone. And like, like moves him away. And, um, and then Matt goes back into the gas station to like get a receipt. And I'm like, let's get the fuck out of here. So we're all standing, so me, Andrew, and Anya are watching this guy. And he just goes and sits back next to the um, garbage can next to the, the gas station wall and just crouches and like watches us from there. It was so weird. You think after you get turned down for getting help because your car broke down, you would maybe like go walk away, not just stare at us from a... A, a short distance crouched by a, a, a garbage can. It was so creepy. We all left like shell shocked. So I didn't end up giving Matt the hat that said moose on it. Cause I was like, he was so traumatized by that because we were, cause he, cause Anya was freaked out and he left the door open, which was a total mistake. But he just felt like I knew that that wasn't a good experience for him. So I was like, I don't think he is, this hat is good for him. So I kept the moose hat. And then I posted on my Instagram. If people liked the moose hat and people um, did not. 50-50. Listen, it was, uh, it was ironic, obviously, but it's just funny that a hat just says moose on it. I thought it just had a picture of a moose on it. But it also said moose. Oh, okay. Which just makes it so funny. Um, and anyway, shows were good, and uh, appreciate uh, the fans who gave me... Some guy gave me, what is that, 50 milligrams of weed? Is that a dab? Yeah, I think that's like shatter or something. I'm going to get into that later. Yeah, I just gave it to you because that is a blow. I need a blowtorch. Yeah, because you can't melt that until you have a high. It's so concentrated, like it's like wax. Right. That he gave me all these little things that seemed like hand wipes, and and the, and he glued them or taped them into this card he wrote me, which was very nice. Another man wrote me a card. I should maybe read it on air. I got, I got a lot of. I get nice messages all the time of people like, telling me how much I mean to them, and it means a lot to me. Something I'd like to read right now. Um. Yeah. The, the mic is yours. Wait, did you see the Britney thing? What are you? We were laughing about that. On Instagram, whenever Britney was reading her fan mail, is oh this God. what inspired you for That's this moment so right now? You're going to do the Britney? No. I Dear Miss Glazer. That was so funny. Can we talk about that? They call her Miss Britney. Dear Miss Britney. Like, oh, whoa, that's a great impression. Do it again. Dear Miss Brittany, I don't know why her voice is like this now. I don't know what kind of accent this is, but this is how she read all of her fan mail. Dear Miss Brittany, my mom and I went to your concert whenever I was just 14 years old. Later, my mom passed away of respiratory cancer. I'm sorry for your loss. Coming to Britney Spears in the zone this week has really taken me back to that time. Thank you so much for everything you've meant to me. Oh my God, dude. That was really good. What? SNL. I don't know what fucking... Her accent is so muddled at this point. It is. It, it's very stilted and like the, you're so right. You have it down perfectly. It's, it has a, 
an affect that she's putting on it. Like, uh, almost like a, I don't know, like she's having a vocal trouble. Um, I don't think it's that. I think it's Victorian. <laughs> like, I, and she reads a lot of, like, books about, like, you know, when Madonna started having, like, a yeah. British accent? I think that these people are just... I don't know. I feel like it could happen to me. I could start sounding different just because I'm crazy enough to. Well, you just burped into the mic, so. Did I really? <laughs> I feel like we just have, we're just. I don't think I did. did like a, you know. Oh, yeah. I didn't like belch into the mic. Oh, my God. That was like one of the most devastating moments in my relationship when um, it was like years into being together. And like, I think I was trying to fuck my ex-boyfriend at, like when we were together. We were like, I was trying to like get it that night. And he was, like, not into it. And he was, like, I got to be honest with you. Like, you burped not so long ago. And it just, like, I can't get it up for you. And I was, like, so horrified. But he was just being honest. He was, like, I'm not going to, like, fake and try to fuck you right now when I'm so grossed out by you. And I was, like, noted. I did not even realize I would ever burp in front of you. That's so gross. That's not something I want to do in front of you if it grosses you out. And, like. I was horrified. So now I feel like I'm vigilant about not burping. So that really just scared me right now when you said that. No, you didn't burp. You just did a, I was, I was exaggerating it for comedic. Yeah. Well, I'm closing up this podcast early. Thank you so much for tuning in. But that Brittany impression was fucking killer, dude. Have you seen, I'm, I'm, it's, it's pretty nuts. If you guys don't know of Brittany Spears' Instagram, it's, it really is worth checking out. It's, it's someone who, I've se- talked about this on the radio show before, it's someone who is definitely, like, safe. Like, I don't think she's going to hurt herself. I don't think anything's going to hurt her. She is, like, in a compound of her own making, it seems. Yeah, no, she's safe. I'm just curious to know, like, what that is. She seems happy. Is that, is that so wrong to say that this bitch seems truly happy? I mean, I know we're not seeing her sob on these montages, uh, which she probably does, but she seems to be reading books. She's painting. She's doing yoga. She's dancing. She's fucking that hot dude that she's dating. I mean, like things are pretty good. Yeah, Things are good. And she's able to see her kids and all that. I mean, is it, is she, they're not in the Instagrams anymore. Yeah, and so I think that maybe she's not, but maybe that's what makes her happy. I don't care if it's right or wrong. Maybe I just want her to be happy. Yeah. They and they want their mom to be happy too. They're cute boys. But she's, you know, she's probably struggling through things and I just like to see that she's stable and like reading her fan mail and just I don't know. I think we're all alarmed for her, but I'm like and she keeps posting. This is the thing, you guys. If you go to her Instagram right now, you'll see that she has posted over and over this uh, a photograph uh, each day, every hour almost of this series where she's like in this red background with this shirt, this this like kind of cutesy like um, strawberry shortcake bustier kind of shirt. Is that the right? Yeah, but the faces that she's making, I'm like, how do you think that this is not strange? No, the, the faces are troublesome. That's the problem. Like she's putting in outtakes that like you wouldn't like that show... The vacancy in her eyes. Yeah, like how would you ever think that looks good as a main post? But that's the thing. But I like that she doesn't know that it doesn't look good. And I like that she is unaware and just having fun and being herself. And like it, it, whatever's going on is like, whatever we put on it is our problem. She's just having fucking fun. So whatever shit that we're like, but I'm worried about her. It's like, well, she seems okay. She's posting these cute little things with, she's... And if it's none of our business, and truly, even me talking about it right now is none of my business, but I'm about to have a show where I talk about celebrities all the time, so um, getting used to it. I didn't mean to interrupt you with your fan mail. Oh, no. I it, I realized it, it would be long-winded, and it would be exactly like that. Yeah, it would be, because it's just like... Okay. Hi, guys. It's Brittany. And I just want to say, okay, oh, wait a second. Before we get into this, when you were talking about Britney before and doing that impression, it reminded me so much of a new impression I will be working on, which is, have you seen Amanda Bynes' Instagram? No. Dude, okay. I love Amanda Bynes. I really feel close to her because she is someone who is extremely hardworking, a precocious kid. I feel like I would have been her if I would have gotten famous young. But I like really think she's funny, a great actress. I think she's so talented. But she just ha- she's bipolar and um, an addict, and she's been clean and sober now for like I think two months or something. She just celebrated two. I don't know. She's she like did a 
nice tattoo when you're sober, though. I don't buy sober. That's why I'm confused, but I think it's just that's mental illness, getting a face tattoo, whereas she's at least she's clean. Yeah. But she says she's clean, and I, I actually believe her, but she's seems to be in a cute relationship with another guy she met in program, I'm guessing. But um, her, in, her Instagram posts are really, really worth a, a watch. They're just like, and and I only say that because she's doing well. If she were if she were not sober, I would be concerned. But like, she seems to be doing well. But she's just like, it's just you get to see her in action again. And she has a fashion line that might come out. But she she talks like this, and she calls her boyfriend Paul. His name is Paul, and I love Paul. And Paul is the best. And he's one of the best people I've ever met in my life. And he's such a sweetheart. And I just want to tell you all. Oh, this was the thing that reminded me of the Britney Spears thing. Because Britney, way back when, not even way back when, a couple, uh, maybe a year ago, got into a huge thing where she was like, the pictures of me that are posted in the paparazzi shots are not me. They, they are photoshopped. And it makes me wonder, what is the press telling you and what is real? I'm telling you, look at me right now. I'm skinny as a toothpick or as a needle. Yeah, I'm skinny as a needle. It's you guys Google because she took it off. But Google Britney Spears skinny as a needle right now. I'm not even joking you. It's it's really worth a watch. It's so good. Can you do it again, Carlisle? I'm skinny as a needle. And now wait, what is she? And the the photos are photoshopped. Look at this picture. It was taken yesterday. This is me today. And I'm skinny as a needle. Clearly. What is real? It's something that I like to think a lot about. Like she, so she, she said all that. And then Amanda Bynes had a very similar video where she said, guys, I just want to say that it's really a sweet, honest video where she talks about when I see myself, um, in these paparazzi photos where I look huge and I look not like myself and I know how I look, I look in the mirror and you know what you look like. It really is disturbing to see these shots that have obviously been photoshopped. I just want to let you know that is not what I look like. I am this, like I, and she's just like, she's doing the same thing Brittany did, which is accusing these guys of, of fucking with the photos, which I don't put, put like, I actually think they could probably fuck with these photos. She's like, I always have a million chins. Like she's pretty funny about it. So watch Amanda Bynes' video because honestly, I relate to these a lot because I am someone who once saw myself in a paparazzi. The one time I got snapped by the pops and I was in the Daily Mail, which is my favorite publication to read. It's like you were devastated. Yeah. Earlier that day. Bad. No, I look back on the photo and I love it. I'm like, you look so fit and fun and flirty. And um, I was you can go Google it if you haven't seen it. But it was like me on Dancing with the Stars and me and Joe Amabile. Uh who was a uh, grocery store Joe. We're both getting Starbucks um, during a break from our Dancing with the Stars practice. It was right down the street. And then I saw the pops in the, like I saw them taking pictures because they were there every day. And I was like, oh, this is going to be good because he was big at the time, Joe, grocery store Joe, even though he was dating my friend Kendall. Um, but I was like, oh, they're going to get a picture of us and they're going to say we're like dating, you know, or they're going to imply that we're like flirty, whatever, um, which who cares? So I was just like laughing a lot and trying to like give them what they wanted. And then when I walked back, the paparazzi were like following me and it was so much fun. And they I loved those days. I used to get paparazzi coming to pick you up and I would like do my hair and put on a cute outfit because they didn't know. Like, Pull up in that scion. <laughs> yes. They thought I was wardrobe because I had all the clothes. Meanwhile, I'm just living out of the back of it. Oh Yeah, you had all your whole wardrobe in that fucking car. I was living out of my car shortly before this time. And we were just going to be living in the apartments during Dancing with the Stars. So I didn't want to, like, unload my whole closet into that car, out of the car. And so I pulled up one day and they were like, oh, yeah, she's coming through. She's wardrobe. <laughs> they, you could get anywhere. You could get onto lots by just yeah. saying that. But anyway, they snapped me and... um coming to get you but then also that same day whenever we left they got us and that is forever on wiki feet baby i've been papped oh wow That's yes only like paparazzi picture in existence it's on wiki feet and it's you with me in the back and it's my foot and i look like a goiter on your neck oh wow popping out behind you that's pretty cool. So go find that and go vote for my feet. Oh, yeah. I was just giving. I was posing. I was like, I was dancing for them. I was so excited. I still have their number. If I ever have like a um, something for them to shoot, I'll let them know. But my dream is to be paparazzi without like having to tell them to do it or dance. And, you know, someday, someday my, my princes will come in the form of overweight 
men with, you know, untended to beards and, uh, you know, stained glasses. That's usually the paparazzi is just guys that are kind of. Yeah. There's no ladies ever. I feel like yeah. ladies would get farther being a paparazzi too. You'd like get closer up maybe. Yeah, I actually, I don't mean to talk shit about those paparazzos. I actually like, they're, they're just nice guys. I always like sign their shit and. It's fun to interact with them. But I know that they're mean. Fuck, they're mean when they want to be. But look, is that a side job I could do for money? Because there's no girls. Do it. No but you got to learn how to take a picture. Think about that, though. Like, Get an expensive camera. You would get, I have one. But like, don't you think that would get so much farther? You want to tape my sex, you want to film my sex tape? Yeah, I'll film your sex tape. I'll release it to those two guys we know from. As soon as I get more famous, I'll fucking give you a scoop. I'll have you shoot it. You can sell the pictures. How about that? Yes. We could totally do that. Whenever I used to work at Ledoux, there was TMZ people, like, coming up to me and giving me their cards and being like, hey, if you ever. Oh, wow. They do that. Yeah, no. I w- I, the more, like, you, the public of a figure you become, it is, I think, going to be fucking annoying. What's your, what's your biggest, like, recognized moment so far? Um... I mean, Paul Schaefer, knowing who I was off, like just, he was a, he watches you up. He watches our videos on YouTube. He's a fan of the show. It was like just random. He ran into uh, Pete and Pete Lee was with Jamie, uh, his girlfriend, um, at the comedy cellar filming something. And Jamie was like, Oh my God, Paul Schaefer. And he was like, I recognize you. And he recognized her from the background of a you up video. He's like, He's like, oh, yeah, I, were you on Nikki Glaser's show? And she's like, yes, what? Like, she couldn't even. So Paul Schaefer watches my YouTube videos. It's insane. So that's the coolest fan thing. But, like, I got recognized this morning checking in at Dallas by the um, the baggage guy. He uh, watches Rogan and watched my roast and um, gave me some messages to pass along to Rogan next time I see him. So shout out to, um, what was his name, Richard? Oh, I forgot. No, it was, uh, who gives a shit? You guys don't care. But he does if he's listening. And then, um, like, I just got recognized up here. Like, there was a dad, and that woman just did because I screamed. I just got recognized. Oh, my God, that's so funny. Guys, I literally just go, and I just got recognized up here. And a woman's walking by, and she just turned her head. I sound like the biggest fucking douche. Um, No, there was was a dad who, like, commented to his sons. But maybe he was like, oh, they're recording something. You know, they might just be like... I d- actually, I doubt they recognize me. I stay at this hotel all the time, and I walked in today, and the guy that I always check in with who always is like, hey, Nikki, and just like doesn't make me show my ID, didn't recognize me. So I don't think I'm recognizable today. They could have been looking over because I was hacking, coughing, and not covering it properly. Yeah, that could have been just like some coronavirus uh, just awareness that the, the father was generating for his son. Um, are you scared of it? I mean, a little bit. Wait a second, what, did, what were you just about to ask instead of corona? Because everyone's corona out. That everybody's just, like, they see me coming from a mile away with this guttural smoker's cough, and everybody's so annoyed by me now because they're like, ugh, I don't have it. I've what do you mean? The French Revolution cough that I've had for two years, now people are, think I have coronavirus. Oh, right, because it sounds gnarly. Gnarly, and I'm coughing into my elbow like I'm supposed to, but people still, they give you some pretty nasty looks. You got a skinny-ass little elbow, girl, so that's, like, not even blocking much. She's, she's, you're so tiny right now, but, like, you don't look, I'm not worried about you, tiny, so it's kind of, like, the perfect kind. Yeah, so it's not really a compliment then, because I'm, I'm looking for the... I'm looking for people to be concerned. Someone said that about uh, the Taylor Swift thing that I said the other night. Um, I was saying, like, you know, I told, I said that Taylor Swift was too skinny and she has all these model friends. He's like, and what's wrong with either of those? And I'm like, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but still none of my business. But like, yeah, when people are like, Nikki, we're worried about you. I'm just like, I did it. I get to eat a lot. Like, that's the thing. I always just am like, oh, good. Now I'm good to like fucking go I get to go have a dessert because someone is worried about me um that's what it takes for me to get a hold oh there's a helicopter watch out everyone oh it's a sheriff and he's right above he's looking for someone for sure there is definitely a chase going down what were you about to say bitch um have you always sang like that because I was thinking of this the other day this is how I knew that we would be friends before I met you I knew we'd be friends before I met you. When I heard you singing your thoughts, 
I knew we'd be friends before I met you. I have been waiting all this podcast. <laughs> because I used to do that. And I was going to ask you, like, did you do that when you were little? Because I've always done that. You just sing things when you want to say them for some reason. I think it's a passive-aggressive way to say your feelings and not offend anyone. God, this goddamn helicopter is really... I feel like they're... If I was a little bit higher, I'd be like, they're getting me. Because they're, like, literally right above us, dude. It's so annoying. Something's going down close by, which is insane because I was in Houston on Friday night and my citizen alert was blowing up. I'm in my bedroom and there is... There was a shooting. A guy barricaded himself in another hotel a quarter mile away, which we would have stayed at that hotel if this hotel wouldn't have been available. It was like, and there was a hostage situation going on a blocks away. So now I feel like it's just everywhere. But these copters, I think we probably have to go inside because this is probably so annoying for listeners. But maybe not. Maybe we'll continue and they can just turn it off if they don't like it. I'm sorry, guys. I appreciate you listening. I want to respect your feelings. Um, Oh, what I wanted to say was, what are you looking at? The time. Oh, yeah, it's about, what, 25 minutes in? 32. 32, yeah, we're cranking along. No, I don't know, but something is definitely happening. And I wish we had any information for you guys. I'm looking at my Citizen app now. Oh, wait, here it is. Foot Pursuit. Okay, we're going to keep you guys updated. Oh, it is a fucking Foot Pursuit, and it is on. Well, maybe we could see them. We have a great view right now. Oh, come on, Citizen app. Get some fucking... God damn it. I want to update you guys. I'm sorry that this is such a lag in the podcast. Maybe Noah can um, speed this up so it's not so fucking boring. What could this person have done? They don't have to rush Kobe to practice anymore, so. Oh, my God. That, I do not endorse that. You know what? I didn't even hear it because the, the helicopter was so loud. No, I can't take it out. I can't take it out. Um, are we, Is it too soon? I, when, when is it going to You said what... Why are they even in pursuit? I mean, they just, they don't have anything to do anymore. They don't. Well, I'm glad you doubled down on it, to be honest with you. Carlisle, old double down Carlisle Forrester. Um, double down until it works. Triple down. That's what Andrew Collin taught me. I am so sick of this helicopter. Guys, I'm going to cut it short because this guy is so annoying. Oh, my God. I, like, feel like I'm getting an upskirt of this helicopter. Like, I literally see its puss. It's right above us. What up? I'm going to wave to the sheriff. Are you single? <laughs> I get recognized a lot. Okay, we'll see you guys back in the hotel room in just a second. No, Carlisle, we cannot smoke weed in this hotel room. We're in the hotel room now, guys. Welcome back. Um, uh, no, yeah, we can't. This is. I'm in the nicest room. I'm so excited. They gave me a suite, and uh, I feel so comfortable. This is, like, the where I wish I lived. I mean, the artwork is terrible. Like... But this is like the layout I want. I always meditate in that chair over there. It's so nice. This hotel is pretty sweet. You know? <laughs> this is where I was put for Dancing with the Stars. I think that's why I love it so much. Because this was like the, this was the same hotel room I had during Dancing with the Stars. And the, the smell of the hallway reminds me of it. My first week before I moved into that. Before I got here. What? Before I got here. Yeah, what were you doing that week? Before the glory days. What were you doing that week? Just being homeless around Los Angeles. Yeah, but I was staying. Oh, I got flown out here. I was staying here for a week during my first week on Dancing with the Stars. And then they put me up in this suite and it was so nice. And I was practicing in the bathroom. And here on this couch is where I had a conversation with my mom on the phone about how I would have to stop smoking weed for the month of Dancing with the Stars because it fucks with my short-term memory so much. And dancing, like learning steps is like impossible. I found now that it like doesn't, it, it's, I can do it because I know that I can learn something now. But like when I was stressed out about dancing in general and trying to learn it, oh boy. So my mom was like, Nikki, you. it was a really helpful conversation with my lovely I mom. Mississippi, and I remember you texted me and you were like, dude, whenever I, whenever you come here, I'm getting on your train. Because I wasn't smoking at all then either. Neither one of us did. Yeah. Time. It was nice. It was nice. Cloud. We were on the pink cloud. That's what they call it when, they don't, when people don't smoke weed. But what did we do? I mean, like, I just would ice my foot at night. I would do set. You had so much rehearsal, and then it was literally like, driving her to the next rehearsal or appointment she would be on the phone like doing interviews like you, it was non-stop you'd have like phoners you'd have like podcasts all that yeah it's still that 
it's still that like yesterday was so nuts i had like five calls on my way to like i had a fun road trip where i got this oh i wanted to show you the lighter i got did you see it how you just go like all in a row. I don't know if people that are not in the industry know this, but phoners, it's just these interviews whenever she's just on the phone and it's like, okay, now you're on with the Houston Tribune. Okay, now we're in with the fucking Alaskan Daily News or whatever. And she would just like do interview after interview after interview. And then I would just like pull up and be like, okay, now time to go to the chiropractor. Like you were just nonstop. Yeah. And then it I continue to do that and that's I'm in therapy now talking about like why I do this because it's it's a choice because you are a workaholic I mean clearly that that goes without saying but it's like what am I running from like I just even today like it was stressing me out because I did I worked I haven't had a day off in I don't know how long but today was like I guess my first day off where I don't have a set tonight I don't have um I have deadlines tomorrow. I have to turn in a piece for InStyle that I have to rewrite. But I can put that off until tomorrow when I'm getting my hair done. I can just do it then. What is that? Like a feature you're going to be in the magazine? Well, I did an interview with this girl about being getting ready and like what my makeup regimen was and like looking hot and all my thoughts about beauty, which you guys have heard if you listen to the podcast. And um and then she, I thought she was going to write like an article about talking to me. Like Nikki Glaser feels this way by the person who wrote it. But it said it was written in as me. And it was like my, it was written like I wrote it, which they were only doing to save time. They pitched it to me like, do you want to write this to yourself or do you want to talk to a girl about it? And I was like, oh, just talk to a girl about it. Yeah. I didn't know she was going to write something as my voice, which I'm too much of a control freak to relinquish that. So now I just have to take this piece, even though she did a great job with it. I am I chose one path because either I spend seven hours writing this thing and making it perfect or I just take what she did and like appreciate that I get this gift of working from a template of someone who like third person analyzed me and kind of this is what they took from what I said and just spend two hours on it instead and go off of what she did because she did do a great job so that is what I've arrived at and uh, that's what I have to do tonight before tomorrow and then radio and then I go do Anna Ferris's podcast and that's fun because I don't have to like look any certain way I don't really know that I've seen many pictures from it or any video there probably is video but I don't have to look like hot yeah I don't have to like really like dress up but then Conan is on Tuesday and then uh Kelly Clarkson is on Wednesday, which is going to be so fun because they might uh, fly my mom out for it because it's going to be a Mother's Day episode that's going to air later. And so my mom might fly in, which I might just fly her in anyway, because I'm supposed to find out tonight if she can fly in. I want to see Julie. Yeah, Julie and EJ might come in because I'm also having a guy. um, If you happen to watch on my Instagram story this week, I posted a video of like um, my time in St. Louis and it was like a. It was to the song The Man by Taylor Swift and it like kind of showed the dance that we do on my tour. And it's so much fun. And I that guy, I had him f- like follow me around with a camera in St. Louis just to document it all. And then he made that video and I was so blown away that I was like, come shoot my life in LA. Like if I pay you to come here and get your hotel and pay for your flight, will you just film me all the time? Because I just want to build a reality show because I don't want to, I want to be on a reality show. I want control over it. And also I might not do anything with this footage, but I could also just do, this week is so crazy. That schedule of doing all those shows is so fun. And then I go and I do two shows in Seattle on Friday after I do like, so uh, I do Anna Ferris, Conan, Kelly Clarkson, Lights Out. Next day, no, no. The next day I do um, Seattle two shows. The next day Portland two shows. The next day I fly back to LA on a Sunday and by 10 a.m. I'm filming Who Wants to Be a Millionaire Celebrity Edition, which I'm so fucking excited about. I can't even stand it. Hosted by Jimmy Kimmel. It's going to be on ABC. I can't fucking wait. Yeah. And then Monday I shoot um, promos for my upcoming TV show. And then I, f- then I do the radio show on Monday and Tuesday and then I fly back t- uh, Tuesday after the radio show. And then... Um, and then I'm back in the making my TV show. It's crazy. When was the last time that you slept until like 11 a.m.? Today, to be honest with you. Like, it, I didn't get 11 a.m. No, I flew out at 1.15 p.m. So I didn't need to wake up until 10.40. But I woke up a little bit earlier just naturally. Like, it was really nice because I wasn't forced up. I woke up before my alarm because I was like, I'm rested enough. And I tried to, like, lay in bed more. But I was like, no, you're actually well rested. And Anya even said last night. It doesn't show today, but last night I just looked like so young. Like, it just, 
and and Anya was like, "What is going on?" I was like, "Dude, I just fucking slept. That's it. I'm like caught up on sleep." So good right now. I was gonna say the same thing for you. What are you doing? Um, I don't know. I came really hard last night. That's so nice. Did you? I really think that's what it is. I feel like I'm glowing today. Oh my god, that's so nice. So you had really good sex with your boyfriend? Yes, because like sometimes this thing about being in a relationship, like it'll go from being so boring and in the doldrums because we fuck all the time. And then just like out of nowhere, you'll have this like mind blowing one. Cause you know that it, like he just knows my body so well and I'm so comfortable with him. And just the stars aligned to where I was like feeling it. But it's not like every time is like that. Yeah. But I feel like you can only have that if you're really with somebody that you're not afraid to just go there and be crazy. And like, I mean, I had like a pillow over my head, like, cause I was worried about the neighbors. Yeah, that's my favorite type of sex is the kind where they lit the guy literally takes a pillow and is like, you need to muffle your mouth. It's so good. And like and feeling that's the best part about sex. I mean, I think that's what we all enjoy is that when we find someone that we can truly be unencumbered and like totally because it's so embarrassing to come. I mean, it looks ridiculous. But that's all I've done like differently. I'm not I'm not able to do any of the other like youthful glowing things. And I feel like. It's time, but you need, this is the thing, you, you get, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you get so, like, you're annoyed by having to do all these things, but be fucking grateful that you can afford to do the things, because how would you feel if it was slipping off your face in front of you and you couldn't do shit about it? I would love to answer that question. I would love to, I, you know I love an excuse not to be able to do something. I like bondage because I don't, then I don't have to touch his penis. Like, I don't have to do the things I don't want to do. I don't want to do the things I can afford to do, but because you can, that's the dilemma of being a woman is that there's always something more you can do. And when you add, add mo- having money to that, I'm not complaining about having money. I'm so grateful that I have it. But like when you can afford to do things that if, oh, this is what Kate Beckinsale does. And you're like, oh, okay, well then I'll have to be out of public for four days after that procedure because it's going to burn my skin off. But so it's, why not do it though? Because you can look better. Well, then I lose four days of my life being holed up and and I can't work, you know? So what the cost is there and it's not just like, you know, money cost. I just can't, that's the problem. I hate that I can do it. I hate that I can afford to do it. And we, we both have different opinions of this. I should just give you all my money. I cannot wait till I can do it. What are you going to do when you can afford it? It's time for me to just get a little bit of fillers. It's slipping just a little bit and I can catch it. Like here, I'm pointing to my Botox? Yeah, I guess. Or just like whatever fillers like around here for the crow's feet. It's a very, they're very small, but I feel like I have bong indentions around my mouth. You always say that. Yeah. But what's it going to do for you? I don't know. I feel like Mick Jagger in pictures sometimes. Are you just worried about being bookable and working? Yeah, like, I don't want to look like a tree trunk whenever I smile. Like, <laughs> this, and you know what it is? It's makeup. Because, like, right now I don't have it at all, right? Because I have very little makeup. But, like, if I had been on, like, a set all day or, like, had to reapply makeup, those lines right here, I can only describe it as, like, I feel like I look, look like Mick Jagger. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, yes. Like, you look like a crumpled paper bag. Yeah. And then my neck is a rattlesnake scrotum, which none of this is true. I'm staring at such a beautiful woman. uh, Term that. And I think Andrew Collin termed that coined that term. Well, I like that you said termed it because that's the kind of thing that Andrew would say. So it's appropriate that you would say that. Um, Yeah. I mean, there's like I said, there's endless things. The one thing that has worked for me that I will continue to do. Like I like Botox for sure because it just gives you a smooth forehead. Like it just makes you look smooth. Yeah. It's not so much about filling in. I don't know. I, I, I just, I like it and it doesn't feel too terrible and too noticeable. Um, and I like it a little bit above my lip because that gave me like a little pout, I think. Um, like a little Jenny Garth mouth. A little what? A little Jenny Garth mouth. Yeah, like a little like stuck up kind of. Yeah, I don't remember because that's, ju- I was just too young to get into. Not my babysitter used to let me watch it. Uh, Melrose Place, 90210, those were just a little too old. For- hey Dude was about w- the most mature it got for me when I was young. It was so good. Oh There's a lot of sex in Hey Dude, right? Like sexual undertones? Christine Taylor. Oh yeah, she was in it. Ben, ben um, Stiller's uh, wife or ex-wife. Oh my God, I wanted to be her. 
Yeah. They're, they're divorced. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. I think it's okay. I think they're okay. Um, you know who I'm so fucking into lately? And I wish I went on Howard Stern last week and he was like, who do you, who do you want? Like, I want to set you up. Who do you want? Like, and I could have said anyone, like anyone could be listening. Right. Yeah. And I fucking flubbed it. I didn't, I could, I didn't have any, I didn't have, all I had was Zac Efron, which is my old one. Like I'm not even into Zac Efron anymore. So that's what I said. But, um, I should have said Ben Affleck. I'm so into Ben Affleck. He's like sober but struggling with it. And um, he's a good dad, it seems. He got a weird fucking back tattoo that he's like funny about. And also I saw this clip of him that I just posted on my Instagram uh, story, which it'll, it won't will be there anymore, guys. So you got to go like Google it. Go Just Google Ben Affleck speaks fluent Spanish. There's a Reddit post that links to it. And it's he's so hot speaking Spanish. I can't even stand it. Like I've always thought he was hot, but like, I just think he's now that I know he's like troubled and I just, I like him. Like I, Ben Affleck's my number one. I'm announcing it here. He's on Raya, right? No, I swiped right on him, but it, it didn't work out. And he dated, um, a chick who kind of looks like me. So I was like, Oh, maybe I got a chance. You ever assess the women that they date? Oh yeah. I mean, he's also dated JLo. So maybe I don't have a chance. <sighs> you can't go by that though. Can't. He's the, he likes blondes now because he was with that girl that was just like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that he met. That's who I'm talking about. I don't want to say her name, but no, no. Um, but yeah, I think he's uh, and he's just like kind of a train wreck at times, which is cute. And like on Halloween, he wore this like weird mask and he was stumbling around drunk. And then the next day, he was like, "Listen, I had, I had a relapse, and it's not going to affect my sobriety from here on out. It's this. It was a bad night, and I'm not going to focus on it. It was just like kind of hot." want that like just that one breach like earlier today I was thinking because I've been thinking about this a lot because it'll be three years this month since I've had a drink and I've done other things so I can't consider myself sober but like earlier whenever we were checking in the guy was like can I get you ladies a glass of wine or a beer and did you just think for two seconds like what if we were those kind of girls like every time I go to dry bar and they're like can we get you a glass of champagne while you do while we do your hair it's like what if i was that girl I haven't been that girl in so long it's like you mean an alcoholic yes totally because if you're getting a fucking glass of wine while you're getting your hair done or because you're checking into a hotel if these are unless you're on vacation I'm here to work so like that would be weird and he knows I'm here to work when he asks us like it is Sunday and maybe there's like a little bit of like festivity in it but you these places are those are for alcoholics to get alcoholics as business because oh you get an excuse to drink they give it to you for free i have to take it so no i don't i don't get that little of like oh that would be fun but you know i i feel like i would love to be drunk again sometime but like i you you would love to drink with me right i mean it would be fun i would just dance a lot and I, you know what? I have not been into Taylor Swift since I uh, quit drinking, like in the way that I am now. And I feel like getting drunk and like getting drunk, you know, that's probably the only way I'll ever drink again is if Taylor Swift wants to get drunk with me. You were more into it when you drank than this? No, but I mean, I would have been. Oh my God. Like, like I feel drunk when I listen to Taylor Swift. That is how she makes me feel with music. And so adding getting drunk to that, like going to a concert and getting drunk, like, then I wouldn't really remember it, though. But who cares? It's all about the moment. All I wanted to do whenever I drank was dance party. Like, at my own house, turn up the music. I would, like, have my laptop up and just put on YouTube videos of yeah. whatever music video. I would do this alone. I would do this with people. Like, whatever. That was my go-to. Just Yeah, I, d- I mean, it's funny because last night after doing the show in um, Dallas, my friend from high school was, like, in the green room with us. It was Anya, me, Andrew. And Matt, uh, Anya's boyfriend, my tour manager. And then my friend, Laura, who doesn't know any of them, like just has met them just that night. And I just like was like, let's we're having a Taylor Swift dance party. Anya was really Anya had some coffee. So she was like really jumping around already. And then we just danced to five Taylor Swift like so long lip syncing them. Matt was filming them. It was wild. And none of us were drunk. I mean, you would have been like, I kept being like, this is so awkward. We should be this seems like we should be wasted. I was almost embarrassed because at one point Andrew got tired and was just kind of like watching us being like, they're insane. And I was like, yeah, this is kind of insane. But if I was drunk, it would be normal, but I'm not drunk. I'm just like fucking having fun. It was the best. I love dance parties. I mean, I guess you could just do it while you're sober. You could. And I did. And you can't, I mean, I was smoking weed, but 
I feel like it's that wasn't helping it. That was hurting it, if anything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the weed brings it down. Yeah, because it makes you go like, why am I doing this? What is like, you know, I don't not really. Actually, I take that back. The weed, um, weed makes me feel so happy. But it can go either way. You can get some weird weed or I can where it'll make you be like that. And I wouldn't be dancing around. I would just be like Daria in the corner. Right. It gives a bad energy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like it just always snaps me out of whatever mood I'm in. I went, so I went to a birthday party the other night where everybody was really drunk. And I was just like, it was one of those times where I was just making myself go because every comic's there and like just go say hello and show face. But I kept thinking about drinking and I'm like, see, this is the perfect example where I would just be so much more fun if I could just have like a beer right now or a glass of wine. And I was really having that thought. And then I went home and dreamt that I did. And it, like one of those really real dreams. Like I woke up, I thought I had two beers at that party. That's what I dreamt. And I was so glad that it wasn't true. And I don't know if that story had anything um, entertaining in it, but that happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was a dream. Uh, of No, we we all have those dreams where we have relapse dreams. It's fucking real though. Like They're very real. And you and the feeling you get when you're like it didn't happen is great. And I I always say that that those the dream that I had once when I I dreamt that I fainted on stage and I woke up from it and it wasn't a dream. It was real. That was like that, that was one of those dreams that I was like or I thought it was a dream. And it was like I did dream it as I fainted on stage, but when I woke up instead of having the relief of like cuz I remember waking up being like, "Oh, thank God you didn't faint on stage." And then opening my eyes and being like, "Oh my god, I did." Like but I totally relate to those, like, thank God. So what would happen if you drank? I mean, nothing bad happened in the dream. But whenever I woke up, I had this intense shame and guilt. What's the, because you lost your sobriety and you, you so you've broken something, but you've broken something, but do you feel like it would be a, a, a sense of sadness that you your life is now going to go down the gutter and like all those things? No, I feel like it, it wouldn't go down the gutter. I mean, that's what I'd like to think, but I just, I would have broken my three-year So the only reason you're sober is because you have a streak? I think sometimes it keeps me sober yeah. whenever anything else won't. Like right, because it's not really day by day. Yeah, like that's what kept me sober at the party the other night. It's like, why would I relapse the, the month where I'm getting three years, like just because I want to have a beer at the stupid birthday party? Like right. that's ridiculous. Yeah, I truly don't even think about it ever I, I really usually don't I think it's because this month is the anniversary and it's just like rolling around in my head right I I relate though like I think there's the one time that I did think about drinking again I was around a guy and like being like oh I just want to like share wine with this guy and be normal and get, feel sexy and feel the way that he's feeling but like it's all fake then like those feelings are fake then they're brought on by alcohol they're not brought on by like your actual like attraction to the person always helps me in that situation too whenever you're like oh I just wish you could be normal and just go on a date with this guy it's like yeah you're not normal because also people who are normal can't go to the comedy store and perform comedy in the main room to sold out you know like yeah. so there's that and that yeah. doesn't apply to you if you're an accountant in Ohio so don't take that yeah. <laughs> advice right now and uh, get sober anyway but no you know what I mean like if you're if you think of yourself as your special which most people do, then like change the verbiage because it's not that you're not normal. It's like, yeah, you're special. So you don't go out on dates and get sloshed with guys and make out at the bar. Like those days are gone for us. Yeah, I had my fun. Yeah. The special thing is interesting because it's definitely what I've, I, I've started seeing a new therapist, which was kind of a hard thing to do because I had to leave my old therapist because my new therapist is like, I just only want to work. It's not like I'm threatened or anything. It's just like it will get in the way of our work if you're seeing someone else. And so it was like a relationship. I had to break up with someone for this new therapist. And I um, and I did, and it was hard to do. It was really hard to do. She was like, I feel like you're running because we're getting too close, all these things. I went into a last session. She got like emotional. Yeah, it was it was wild. But ultimately we parted ways and it was good. But I'm talking to this new- she got emotional yeah I mean I don't want to say too much about it but like she she was like hurt by it by me wanting to leave so cut and dry like I tried to like break it off in a text but I'd only been seeing her six months and it was just like afraid for that text (laughs) from me (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, like, it, it could happen to anyone. It could happen to fucking anyone. I'm, But that's the thing. She was like, are you doing this thing where you just want to cut and run? And, like, I do that with a lot of people. And so maybe I was. But also, at what point do I I, I always just stay with someone because I'm always cutting and running? Come on now. That's also, like, a manipulative technique to keep someone in, in something is being, like, you're scared. You know, it's like maybe my old therapist did it. And that's what I told her. I was like, when you tell me that I'm running because I'm scared, it's exactly what my abusive older therapist said. And she was like, Oh shit. She like realized it wasn't the right thing to say. But anyway, a lot of love for her. I'm excited like to move on to a new one, but like got a lot out from that one. And like we had a good parting and I felt good about it. She made me say goodbye, which is good. Cause I would always like to not say goodbye to people. But this new therapist has been talking to me about, um, I've like, not feeling special and being like I'm kind of average I've just like kind of figured out the system I know I'm average like we all are average I don't I don't think that I'm like special you are fucking crazy I know that that sounds crazy because obviously I've done extraordinary things but I think I do have an imposter syndrome thing where I do think that I've tricked people into thinking I'm more talented than I am and I know that I am I I can tell you what I'm good at but I also think that I'm not good at a lot of things people think I'm good at and I'm not going to say what those are because I'm so insecure about and I think that I've truly tricked people like a magician but that's because you got famous and got success young I think it's not no it's not and I didn't get those things young I struggled for so many years to get to where I am but I'm I'm saying like because you've been in this for so long now and like your brain developed from like a young early 20s girl to an adult woman like in the eye of the entertainment industry so like that's why you feel like that you're you're not does that make any sense at all? No, because I then I should feel like I belong here more because I have the I have the years to, to prove that I've made it. Like I'm not insecure in any way. Like I know I'm one of the best at what I do in a lot of areas, but there are other areas in which I feel like a fraud for sure. And I also feel like doing comedy doesn't make you that special. I'm sorry. It's like everyone's good at something. It's just the thing I'm good at. So it doesn't mean I'm special. And I don't know, like my old therapist, like who was abusive to me also like that really freed me was losing the idea of feeling like I'm special or better than better. I'm not better than anyone. I'm not worse than anyone. And she really like drove that in my head of like, you're not a beauty, you're average looking. And that's fine. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean you're better. It doesn't mean you're worse than people. You're not that beautiful. And it like her drilling that into my mind was actually helpful. And it always horrifies people to hear that. But I'm like, no, it was good. And so this therapist now is like, you are special. She was like, I'm sorry. I sit across from people all day. You're special. And I'm like, but what the fuck does that mean? I, I don't, I still don't buy it. I still think it's like, you know, I'm not going to accuse her of trying to get me to like her, but like, that's what I would tell someone to get me to, no. to I, I just don't think, I don't. And, but I did say that to her. I go, but are, she goes, everyone's special. And I go, no, they're not. Some people aren't. People. But you're. No, everyone is and everyone isn't then. It's like, it can't be. I just don't. I don't. And also, I feel like. Unique. Like, yeah, you can say unique, but special. No. Because you're, you're into like everybody's right sized and all of that. Like nobody's. Like special and it uh, indicates something like good. Like I think Hitler was special. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it doesn't mean you deserve more things or you're a better person. Like special needs is also special. (laughs) So like, I, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. We've known your special needs for years. I mean, I I do feel it sometimes. I really needs extra hot lattes. Yes. That's (laughs) so funny. I could just like, whenever I do an order, I could just go, by the way, I'm sorry. I'm special needs. Cause I have special. Sorry. Can I get a venti almond milk, extra hot misto with two pumps of sugar free cinnamon dolce? Make sure it's almond milk. Can you make sure? Sorry. I, I just have special needs. Um, so anyway, okay, so I'm not special, so I should just drink a margarita at happy hour. Okay. Got it. Um, no, you're not. But those girls aren't special either that do that. Or like, I don't know. The special thing just like I don't I don't buy it. But if it helps you stay sober, keep feeling like you're special. <laughs> Whatever keeps you off the sauce, Carlisle. Did I know you when you drank? No, no. You came into my life whenever I was like sober, sober, not smoking pot or anything, which I think was a gift of sobriety because like there would have been no way you would have taken any stock in me if I was drunk when we met. Like 
even if I would have told you I was your biggest fan and all that crap, like you would have just been like, okay, you're annoying. Get out of my face. Yeah, that was the, absolutely. That's true. I don't really tolerate drunk people, you, drunk messes. Yeah, you really don't. Like not even just, I mean, and I'm like that too whenever people are just so obnoxious and I just think about how many people have stories like this about me. I know. How many I know. fucking people have? Because like you remember it like you'll remember it for the rest of your life if you see somebody like just pull up their dress and pee in front of you and I've done that oh man yeah that's pretty bad <laughs> the CVS park yeah I remember a girl like having like in the open. Oh, at a CVS parking lot yeah I was like I gotta go I can't fucking hold it anymore I don't care if there's people around yeah I guess I was like college doing shit like that just being just reckless and gross and so gross I saw a girl one time like come out of a bedroom like she stumbled into her bedroom. We were all hanging out at their house and she stumbled in the bedroom. She came out and she had like her underwear on. She went to go make some bacon and (laughs) we were all just in the kitchen watching this drunk woman who is so intoxicated. She doesn't even know we're watching her or like present and she's stumbling around making bacon and she had like shit stains on her pants. Oh my God. See, and you're telling this on a podcast and she probably has no recollection. None. And I would never say who it was, but it name oh yeah and b- people would know who this is oh wow yeah. she's she's in stuff off air. <laughs> yeah check out the uh, for the patreon members you get to find out wouldn't that be amazing if i just did a bunch of blind items and then patreon got to find out who they were <gasps> that's a good idea patreon, certain patreon people get to like read your dms and your that's a good idea and and weigh in for a certain price you can weigh in. I would like someone to like run my Instagram sometimes and just like comb for like hot guys. Like I'm having an interior designer like do my apartment and I'm like, here's what I like. Um, Go find these kind of chairs. Go find like you pick out the stuff based on my needs, but I, I don't have time to go through Craigslist all day. So I just want someone to go through Craigslist and find me a husband. <laughs> I could have done that. No. Um, I've uh, I've got some fun prospects on the line. I did go on a date last week. I thought I was going on a date. Um, I talked about it on the radio show, but it ended up being um, he. We went on a date. It was a guy that I've like been out with before, but it's never been clear what it is. And then he asked me to go to dinner with he and his friend and her husband, and I was like, oh, okay, well this is a date. And um, what do you think happened? I don't I don't think that that was a date like <laughs> it's him doing the same fucking bullshit and it, just like whoever was saying i don't remember if it was ian like if you would have called him on it then yeah it would have been a date but like he was waiting for you to decide what it was he, oh he wasn't making it a date yeah well then i showed up because it was fun and i was glad to hang out with him i actually do this other couple Right. Like he already had plans with them. Um, no, it was definitely not a date. And I, we both felt it as soon as I showed up and we were just like hanging out. And then we both were talking to the couple about like guy, like our dating lives. But did you do the thing where you whispered in his ear, I can't wait to blow you later? No, because it wasn't the vibe at the beginning. It was going to be a good idea. Yeah. I forget who suggested that, but I like couldn't do that. And I didn't really want to blow him to be honest with you. Like I wasn't that attracted to him because he wasn't into me. And I want a guy to be like wanting to fucking fuck me you know like I want that vibe to be there and he just doesn't he doesn't crave me sexually which is fine but he's so hot and was fun to hang out with but the couple we were with were super fun and I was like you know what this was good because I had a fun night with my friend and his friends I met two new people one like is really good friends with um Dove Davidoff so he like grew up with Dove so he like grew up at the comedy cellar like he's been there a million times so we went to the comedy cellar later we hung out and um and they reached out to me or the wife reached out to me later and was like it was so fun. Or I reached out to her and she was like, it was nice meeting you. And I was like, set me up with someone. Cause they were so cool. I'm like, they know cool people yeah. like set me up with someone. Cause she was like, you're the most normal comedian we've ever met. And we meet comedians all the time. And I'm like, you don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me. Uh, but I am pretty normal. I feel like as a, for comedians, I'd be a, I, I think I'd be a pretty good girlfriend, but I am terrified of doing, what's it like being a girlfriend. Um, It's pretty fun. I mean, I just feel like, why did I even worry about it for so long? It just, it gives you this sense of like, oh my God, yeah, of course. Like it just, it makes so much sense that we met and that I'm not explaining it right, but just like, it's very comfortable and it's very like, it just always had been like that. It's easy. Yeah. It's it's always easy. That's what everyone says all the time. Well, what? 
He's my soulmate. Really? Like forever? You're done? I mean, you guys like do freaky sex stuff sometimes. Yeah. Have you? He lets me fuck other people, which is like the main thing. Say that again. He lets me fuck other people, which is the main thing because I just don't ever think I could, like the monogamy is what freaks me out about relationships. And I told him that on night one and he was okay with it. And meanwhile, I don't want to fuck other people because he's okay with it. But just knowing that I could, it makes me feel less trapped. And it doesn't, like, make me worry about the sex. We did have a threesome, which is very hot. So it's like he's he's into that as long as he knows I'm coming home to him. That's so sweet. Um, Yeah, that threesome story was so good. Wait, you'll tell me off air what? We'll we'll talk about it on the, the show. Yeah, you're on the radio show this week. Yeah. Will you share about the threesome? Have you shared about it yet? We No, I haven't shared about it. Oh, my God. It's so good. I mean, I've heard the story because I've heard you tell some people. And then I've... It happened with a girl before I told the story about the guy. And we still haven't found the right girl. Oh, yeah. He was like, don't talk about us having a threesome with another guy until we get one with a girl just to prove that I'm not, you know, gay. Because that's what I think Chase is. I think Chase is so gay because... He let another guy. I know. I think it's so hot. I'm so proud of you having like that's the agreement I have is like with a guy. Like if you want to fuck another girl and it like means so much to you, do it. And then when you give them the chance, they don't want to. Yeah, exactly. And he let me like kind of text with like this ex that used to like fuck around with me just to go and like prove that lesson, you know, and I thought that was cool. Like literally reading the text with me and like deciding what to text back. Oh my God. That's fucking hot. That's so hot. Did it make you guys have good sex? Yeah, because it just like we're a team, you know, and like anybody else is just extra in our world. Yes, yes, yes. That's why. And guess what? That fizzled out. And I learned the lesson yet again that that person's a piece of shit. And I didn't have to break up with my loving boyfriend about it. And it wasn't like I cheated on him because I like made out with this person a little bit. That's what you did? Was this with who it was? Oh my God, that's so good. You're going to tell me off air. Well, guys, this has been uh, really, (laughs) check out the Patreon again. We're going to have all these names revealed over there. Uh, No, we don't have a Patreon. Um, Just Venmo me directly. Yeah, Venmo Carlisle Forrester (laughs) if you want to know these names, honestly. What's your, is it Carlisle Forrester? We should throw out your Venmo. If you want to throw Carlisle any money, (laughs) she's a broke ass bitch. And I'm, I'm, I'm throwing her money here and there, but she's hustling her little fucking at- tail off here in Los Angeles. And, um, yeah, if you are one of those guys that gets off from women spending your money, hot women spending your money, um, Venmo Carlisle Forrester. Seriously, she'll fucking spend the shit out of the money and she'll, you can come all over yourself at the thought of her buying weed with your Venmo cash. I don't know if this is illegal, what I'm saying, but yeah. J- yeah. I know as a gift if you want to give Carla Forrester a fucking gift yeah Venmo <laughs> I mean I, when I gave out my Venmo I swear to guys, guys like we're like I'll give you a dollar Monday if you if you give me a dollar today I'll give you five on Friday and I'm like uh, this is not a game I want to play with you sir but I know you're getting horny thinking about this money play um no but guys a lot of guys were like five dollars for starbucks five dollars i'm gonna buy you a drink and i'm like thank you so um if you want to fuck carla carla forster and her boyfriend uh it's it's not off the table that's what i'm saying guys thank you so much for listening to the podcast this week we gotta go uh we'll see you in seattle and portland next weekend uh for the bang it out tour two shows i think tickets still available to both shows but sold out first shows i think portland seattle see you there coronavirus fuck it who cares i ain't scared um and we'll ski see you next week say it with me Carlisle, squirt, squirt, and squirt. Yeah, but. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>